Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is Inside Purple and Gold. Welcome back to Inside Purple and Gold. I'm Dane Mizutani, joined today by our good friend Paul Hodawanik. Uh, give us a follow. We're on Apple. We're on Spotify. I think we're recently added to Google Podcasts. Um, if you like what you hear, give us a follow. Give us a rating. Give us a review. Um, join us for this ride. Um, I don't think any of us thought we'd be talking about a 6-1 and one football team at this point, but we are. Um, and I think it, it, it's obviously something that's that's generated a lot of intrigue. Paul, before we broke, you were, you were talking about the idea of, of pushing all in. And I guess I'll take a term out of Quasi Adopamensa's, you know, book, and I'll say going full Rams, right? He he said in, in the USA Today article <clears throat> at, the, at the beginning of training camp in July, he was quoted saying, you never want to go full Rams. You want to give yourself as many kicks as the can at it. You don't want to push everything forward for one year. You want to give yourself three chances, four chances, five chances with the hopes of winning one or two. And I understand that. Like, I understand the idea behind that, the idea that the NFL, the league itself is so fickle that wins and losses are decided by minuscule plays over the course of a 60-minute game. You look at the, the, the Cincinnati Bengals, I think, are a good example. Like, last year, when the Bengals were in the playoffs and they were struggling to beat the Oakland Raiders in the wild card weekend, I don't think anyone thought that team could make a run to the Super Bowl, but they did because the NFL, and I think even more so than, than in, in years past, is, is starting to become more of a parody league. The, the wins and losses are separated by so little. So I, I understand what Quasi is saying when he says you don't want to push all in with the idea that we could have the best team and the best team doesn't always win. I get giving yourself as many kicks at the can as possible. But to your point, right before we broke, I thought it was a great, great point. If you're not going to push, at least you don't have to look, don't trade 15 first round picks for an aging wide receiver. Like don't trade 10 first round picks. Like no one's asking Quasi to to do that, but you have to push a little, you got to raise the stakes because you're at six and one. And, and like you said, like we've talked about on this, this podcast, like everyone on every podcast every talking head show that exists has talked about throughout the course of this year the league is down the league is flat and if you're the vikings and you're six and one it's it's certainly worthwhile to 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 take a swing it doesn't have to be something that depletes your draft picks for years to come um, but i think the team kind of owes it you know the, the, the front office owes it to the players to kind of take a swing here and and i guess like to themselves, because how often are you going to be six and one with with a chance to kind of make some real noise in in, in the playoffs? Where, where do you stand in that idea of like the contrast of like yes, building for the future, but also staying and competing and contending in the present? Building the like sustainable contender, I think, is the pinnacle of what every NFL general manager wants to do. If Quasi was saying 
we don't want to be a sustainable winner, then I would question like his media strategy. Like I get that that's what you in an ideal world, you want to build a team that every year can be a contender that's there and like pushing for a Super Bowl. And in reality, those teams, like they don't, they don't exist outside of if you have Patrick Mahomes or if you have Josh Allen, like that is the only thing that can sustain you through years and years of changing coaches, changing players, changing everything. Like everything around you is going to shift in the NFL. That's just the way the contracts are set up, the salary cap set up. Like it's, it's, you can't sustain the same group, the same run for years on years. The only way you do that is with a, game-changing Hall of Fame-level quarterback. Kirk Cousins isn't that. Even to the, the most like ardent Kirk Cousins supporters, he is not that. And so you have to take an approach of when you're in one of these seasons with a quarterback of Kirk's level, you have to go for it. You have to push for it. It's like Baltimore with Joe Flacco, or it's the Rams even with a Matt Stafford if you want to go there, or it's it's like that when you see some team kind of rise up and have one of these years and then don't sustain it. It's when they have a quarterback of Kirk's ilk. It's not like building a sustainable team is going to be very, very difficult when you don't have one of those life altering quarterbacks. And so I get that you want to be a team that can do this for year, year over year over year. It's just not the reality of it. And frankly, other teams with the Patrick Mahomes is with the Josh Allens. They're going to be able to beat you if you're not going all in and pushing. That's how you beat one of those teams is you have everything else. You've overwhelmed them with all of these other pieces that you've gone and added. So I think the sustainable, the sustainable winner is just, it's, it's not really a reality in the NFL and it's not going to be part of the Vikings reality as the team is currently constructed. And so when you get in a position like this, where they're a shoe in to make the playoffs and they have a chance with a weakened Buccaneers team, with a weakened Packers team, with an Eagles team, despite their dominance, is still led by a Jalen Hurts team that really looked bad in the playoffs when they had their opportunity. Like those are the factors. Those are the blinking green lights of go for it, go for it, go for it. And so I think you got to do it. And yeah, if you trade a second round pick, a third round pick, like, obviously you want those day two picks. Like I'm a massive draft guy. I would rather have, they have those picks than not. But at some point, those guys got to turn into players and you need them and you hope to have players for a run that you can make like this. And so just go out and get those players, get ready, do it now and worry about the future later. You don't have to trade every, the whole farm system. And I don't think you're going to need to for anyone that's out there, uh, but just go find solid value and try this thing because Odds are, if you run this same team back for another year, they're three and three or three and four at this point or four and three, and you're just hoping to get in the playoffs. You aren't looking to push further than that. And so I see no reason. I think it would be malpractice if they don't try to do something. Yeah. And you look at the league as a whole and yes, I think the sustainable model is, is something everyone's chasing. I think if you took, a poll of a million Vikings fans. And you said, they're not going to do anything this year. 
but they're going to win three Super Bowls in the future because they didn't do anything this year. Like everyone would be like, yeah, that, that's a great idea. We'll take that. Well, but it doesn't exist. There's been one dynasty in, in, in the past two decades and it, it's been Tom Brady. Like it hasn't even really been like, yes, the new England Patriots and Bill Belichick get credit for that, but just look at who's won the Super Bowl. And then I want to kind of circle back to who won the Super Bowl when it was in Minneapolis. But in the past four years, the, the new England Patriots won the Super Bowl. They beat the, the Rams, the Kansas city chiefs won the Super Bowl. They beat the Niners, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers won the Super Bowl. They beat the, the chiefs and the Los Angeles Rams won. Obviously last year, they beat the Bengals. Last year's is more like this year in, in, in what I think. And like, if you're trying to model something, if you're Quasi, if you're the Vikings, it's what the Rams did. It's taking Matt Stafford. It's who is, you know, we can liken to Kirk cousins for, for the general sense of this, this argument. And you're trying to kind of, you know, copy that you can't copy what, what new England did with Tom Brady. You can't, you can't copy what, what the chiefs have done with Patrick Mahomes and look at Tampa struggling. And then Tom Brady comes in the first year, wins a super bowl. Like what you're saying, your point about sustainable success in the league, you're right. It comes down to quarterback play. If you have a elite quarterback, you will have sustained success. It, it, like that is the model. If it's two di- two circles, it, if it's a Venn diagram, it's two circles on top of each other. Sustained success in, in elite quarterback play. But if you look at like the Eagles, and obviously they're seven and zero. Oh, they won the Super Bowl when it was here in in Minneapolis. Obviously, everyone remembers that the 2017 NFC Championship game. It, didn't go the way everyone was hoping. They won the Super Bowl. They were 13 and three that year. After that, they fell off a cliff. You know, it was nine and seven, nine and seven, horrible four and 11, nine and eight. And now they're seven and oh again. It, it it shows how things can kind of change and how the league can ebb and flow when you don't have that elite quarterback. So to that point, like if you're the Vikings, you don't have an elite quarterback. So you should try and do everything you can to win when, when you're in a position to do so, because you're not going to have an elite quarterback for the foreseeable future. The way Kirk Cousins is playing right now, the Vikings are six and one. He's probably going to get another year on his contract at the end of the, the at this off season. It's just how the NFL works. Like the Vikings are going to need money this off season. They're going to restructure Kirk's contract and they're going to kick the can down the road a little bit, like one more year. So you're not going to have this sustainable model of success with, with when we talk about quarterback play, just because you're going to have Kirk Cousins on the roster. Obviously, th- this year has proven that you can do a lot worse than Kirk Cousins. So this is certainly not a knock on him. Uh, but but I think that's a that's a great point, Paul. Like sustainable success is a myth almost because all of it hinges on quarterback play. What isn't a myth is six and one, a chance to kind of make a push in, in the NFC. I think you do that with a trade today. Um, I say this all, like I said, I've mentioned it a couple of times. We're recording it Tuesday morning. It's going to drop Tuesday afternoon. The Vikings could do absolutely nothing, sit on their hands, and then this whole segment has been moot. But I don't think the it's concept moot. If they, remains. If they don't do anything, I think this stands because I think they should have done You're something. You're right. They the concept if they remains. If they do something, then this what we just talked about is important because that's kind of the mindset that they then feel like they have. So I think, you know, we weren't like, well, they need to trade a second for Brandon cooks. So we're not doing that, but I think the, I think the large point remains and they can still make some moves along the margins. Even if they don't make a trade, there's still 
like that OBJ possibility floating out there. There's still different free agents they can try to lure and things like that. So it's not as great in the trade avenue is the best potential spot. Uh, but I think the conversation remains whether they make a deal or not. Yeah, no, that it is like the concept as a whole, it, it, it remains, it exists. Um, and I, I, you know, we'll obviously be interested to see how, how Tuesday plays out, how the rest of, you know, the week plays out because if the Vikings don't make a trade, someone will make a trade. And like you said in your first point, like they will, by standing pat, they will fall behind. So it'll be interesting to see what they do here coming down the chute. That's all we have today on, on this episode of, of Inside Purple and Gold. Make sure you're giving us a follow. Like I said, we're on Apple, we're on Spotify, we're on Google Podcasts. We'd love if you, you, you join us for this ride. Paul, thanks for stopping by today. We really appreciate your time. Uh, for Paul Hodawanik, I'm Dane Mizutani. We're signing off.